I mean, how you how you like that? That sounds perfect to me. That sounds good. Man, that that <laughs> sounds like a million dollars in Paul. Making them dollars. <laughs> we remixing that intro. Relax Man. your mind. Let your conscience be free. You're now rolling to the sounds of the IGC. You remixing it or we uh, got Ed and Paul on contract to do it for us? <laughs> Where's Eric, Eric Summers and Paris Smith at, baby? <laughs> we need y'all to come on through the studio and re- <laughs> remix this here thing for us. Let's get it. Hey, by the way, we live, Sean. Man, see. Say what's up to the people. You got the shit. Let me put my phone. See you over there playing around. Hey, what's up, party people? You don't should I say what's up, my financial, financially man, literate folks out the there? People, you don't let the people hear me over here begging, calling on <laughs> Eric to come do some work for us. Here you go. Relax your mind. Let your conscience be free. You're now rolling to the sounds of the IGC. See, I'm gonna have to get back. I'm gonna have to get in the studio and start working on my bars. DJ Dividends. I'm I'm writing some bars tonight, man. Come so, on now. So is that four bars you just sung? How does I, I those bars just, work? That's just uh two. That's just <laughs> I don't know how that works. I always be hearing my son and his friends talking about bars and oh, they, I don't know how to bars. count what is it what is each line a I bar? believe so. You know, that's not my level of expertise. Oh, okay, me either. I don't know. I would probably embarrass all my children if they heard me trying to rap, but but I'm about to I'm about to drop some bars for the I Got Sense podcast though, cause we about to blow up. There it is, you heard it here first from Shine. Baby, 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 we gonna blow up, baby. More of this. Well, before we get to more of this, we gotta give y'all more of this. Yes. I so like as we give point. you more of that, let me bring us in the proper way. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode. We are on episode 35. 35, Sean, already. 35 of the I Got Sense podcast. And today, we're talking about how to create a strong brand. I am your co-host, Andre Kelly, owner of Kelly Creations and mentee of none other than the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only financial advisor teaching you how to make money manage money make your money make money for you Shyon simmons everybody hey what up everybody it's your boy Shyon simmons the i got sense investment advisor aka dj dividends what's going on today man oh you know just another sunny california day and i'm here ready to talk some shop baby yes sir it's a very very nice outside today but you did catch me slipping. I got to pay attention to you more, man. That red light means we hot over there, doesn't it? Yeah, that's a hot mic. Okay. <laughs> you learned about that hot mic a couple episodes ago. Yeah, but then you uh, lured me to sleep because you stopped tricking me. <laughs> and then you done tricked me again today while I was over here doing some other stuff. You know, I got to keep you on your P's and Q's. Yeah, my P, Q, R, S, and T. <laughs> the Y, W, X, Z. And not in that order. <laughs> yes sir but we got a good good episode today for you guys this actually is a topic that's near and dear to my heart because you know it's something that i specialize in with our business we work with a lot of small businesses and help people define their brands and help them share their brand using stories mm-hmm. but not just any stories these stories create trust yeah, drive absolutely. engagement and build a connection how do we accomplish that through videos? But it starts with the branding. If you don't have consistent, cohesive 
branding. You're bound to fizzle. Definitely. And I, and I think I share um, a lot of times with you when I have clients that call me about uh, different um, investment opportunities or they're trying to, um, you know, expand or set up a business and, you know, the conversations and the consults I have with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, oftentimes those turn into tough conversations because the um, clients are not necessarily ready to hear you know, what I have to say. And, you know, I'm one of those kind of like cut and dry, straightforward type. I'm very candid. So I tell people the truth. Try to tell them what they need to hear because I'm really trying to help them get to where they want to be. Right. And uh, even over the years, um, I've even become more and more diplomatic about delivering, you know, the truth to them in a a much more gentle, softer way. But at the end of the day, um, you know, I'm still just going to, tell you the truth of the matter and a lot of times folks are showing up with a great idea but we you know i've said it a million times even here everyone has a million dollar idea very few of us know how to execute and i seem to run into that problem over and over with a lot of clients yeah and honestly the branding component of it alone is what can separate you from being a thousand dollar company to a multi-million dollar company exactly and 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 what most people don't realize is that just because they are experiencing, you know, initial success in what we call a warm market, mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean that your uh, build, uh, your business is about to blow up. Yeah. And when I say warm market, I'm really talking about your immediate family and circle of friends that are just going to support you anyway. Oftentimes, that's very deceiving to a lot, of, lot, a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of, uh, you know, new business owners. Um, because they see that initial pop and then they think they're on their way. Yeah, but guess what? Your family is only going to support you so much financially. Right. You're going to have to change that target audience around to some people that's actually looking for your services. Absolutely. And you're going to have to have some value behind your product. And people are going to want to be able to come buy your product, even though they've passed by a million other people selling the same exact thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I mean, we all know social media is a tool that's used to sell products and services nowadays, and that's made our jobs in terms of marketing a lot easier. Absolutely. Yeah. People are still running into troubles on marketing their products. And a lot of it is tied into the lack of branding. Yeah, absolutely. Every, you know, everybody thinks that, oh, I'm going to get the website. I'm going to get the business cards. You know, I'm going to go ahead and post on my Facebook and Instagram, and then I'm going to sit back and watch the money just flow in. Mm-hmm. That That's not how it works. Did that work for you in your business? You know what? No. Um, I don't know no business that it worked in <laughs> because if people don't identify with you because of something unique about your brand, you shouldn't expect that kind of success. Yeah. No, I think absolutely. that's what we're talking about today. Everything has to kind of start from your branding once you've kind of got the uh, whole infrastructure set up. Absolutely. And, you know, our business, we're a service-related business, so we actually mm-hmm. had to have had a portfolio to show our work Absolutely. and show the results that we can produce for clients. Absolutely. And in all honesty, our first year of business, we did a lot of free videos mm-hmm. as a giveaway to acquire clients and to build that trust within the community that we're targeting, you know what I right. mean? Right, exactly, yes. Now, in, in my, as a... Well, uh, investment advisor, um, I had the uh, privilege of working um, in uh, corporate America, um, you know, with big box, uh, you know, uh, brokerage firms. 
um, you know, big six accounting. Mm -hmm. So I was able to kind of like really polish myself up as an individual, um, as somebody with the credentials and the background, the resume, the body of work. So that when I did step out on my own and start doing my independent thing as an investment advisor, I had that reputation and resume to bring with me. But in addition to that, um, I had also worked on my own brokerage account. Mm -hmm. So by the time I came out to start giving um, the public um, investment advisement, I already had a portfolio that was well beyond six figures where I could actually say that I put my money where you know I put yeah. my money where my mouth is. Yeah. And being being able to pull up my accounts and show um, potential clients that hey, I've invested in what I'm recommending to you. Take a look at with how take a look at how much I put in and look how much it's worth now. And I've been able to demonstrate that over and over and over again. And those two combinations of things um, um, over the years has helped me collectively build my brand as the I Got Sense Investment Advisor. And and just taking a moment to analyze what you just said, you didn't speak anything about the aesthetic of the I Got Sense investment advisor you were solely speaking about the services and value you're offering absolutely yes i think a big misconception when it comes to discussing branding is that this is only the aesthetic of your brand right a lot of people get hung up on the logo and then they start talking about the copyrights and the trademarks and mm -hmm. do i need to get a patent and you know all those things serve a different uh, purpose and i've seen more often than not most new entrepreneurs show up and start worrying about on day one, oh, this is my logo. I don't want nobody to steal it. It's hot. Mm -hmm. What do I need to do to make sure nobody can use my logo? You know? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a uh, stepping stones, <laughs> right? Yeah. Your logo absolutely <laughs> it's means important, nothing. <laughs> but there are other more pressing issues that you right. need to outline first. You get this logo, you get this name, you lock in the patents for everything. You get the uniforms, but nobody's mm. buying your services. Exactly. So, now, now you just have a fancy, expensive uh, logo, right? Um, and a bunch of bills coming in and no revenue. I mean, in all honesty, too, with the, our company, we didn't invest in uniforms until this year. I feel you. <laughs> I feel I'm you. on. I'm in year three of the biz. Mm -hmm. and just now you. invested in uniforms, so it's definitely a process. But it's okay if you're out there and you're starting your business. We're mm -hmm. not here to put you down. We're here to provide you with some sense Give to you help you get further yeah, along. Some constructive criticism mm -hmm. because we're going about it the wrong way. And, and actually, Andre, I can identify with why this is a systemic problem, um, you know, within our community and amongst our people. Mm -hmm. um, we have a history, um, even throughout the entire hip-hop culture, everything is about you know, aesthetics. Yeah. Everything is about how do I look when I step in the room, you know. And don't get me wrong. There is a level of importance with that. A prime example, you know, I work in a service related industry. We're a video production company. If I show up to a corporate environment like a KPMG or like a mm -hmm. nonprofit organization, so on and so forth, and I'm wearing basketball shorts and a hoodie with a camera they're probably going to look at me like, mm, exactly. He's not, you know, you kind of got to stop right here. Do not pass. Go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you, you, you have to know your here. audience. Yeah, and you that's have one to, of the keys of building yeah. a sustainable brand. Yeah, you definitely have to, audience. you definitely have to uh, meet a certain criteria. 
um, to you know to get you know to get through the gates. Mm-hmm. And it's ironic that you bring that up because the only people that are an exception to the rules are the ones that have a brand. Right. So you know it can be a corporate event. Um, everyone is suited and booted from head to toe. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the tuxedos, the ties, the gowns, the everything. However, you know, somebody uh, that's, uh, you know, a number one selling hip-hop artist, they can show up in a pair of sneakers yeah. wearing a baseball cap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But that's because they, they have built. a brand. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that that's kind of what we're talking about. And um, oftentimes you see with young entrepreneurs or new business owners, um, they haven't really worked on um, building that brand recognition up, mm-hmm. um, having something that, uh, the public can identify, or at least their target audience can identify with, um, but they're struggling and wondering why they don't see the sales and the revenue coming in because everything else they have is popping. The website is hot. They got the business cards. They got the logo. They got the uniforms. They got the everything, but yeah. they don't see um, that translate to revenue. I would say just right off the top, one of the most important fundamentals of branding is your level of professionalism okay if you haven't been fortunate enough or if you had not even fortunate enough if you just never worked in corporate and you started a business you have to learn professionalism outside of the corporate environment absolutely and your level of professionalism is one of the fundamentals that could potentially separate you from the competition in your industry and get you from point a to b and and don't 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 um mix up professionalism with uh, how much you spend for something. Right. And oftentimes people get that mixed up a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I could tell you with uh, me, um, my I Got Sense brand, even with my company, um, Iron Step, we didn't spend a whole lot of money. Um, that had absolutely nothing to do with professionalism. When I talk to my clients, um, they um, first get to know me as a professional type guy. I talk a lot about sounding like a country hillbilly. Um, and for the most part, I do sound like a country hillbilly. However, when it comes to business, um, I, you know, I can put on my professional hat. And yeah. I'm oftentimes professional um, um, in the first place anyway without having to switch gears to get over to that. But, but audience, please don't um, mistake being professional with having the business cars and having a fancy website that has absolutely nothing to do. That's a part of it. Yeah. But that doesn't That's mean only you're one professional. Right. The, exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. So don't, don't get that mixed up with professionalism. So Pro- let's, let's talk about it. Let's dive into the professionalism component. Okay. Would you agree that the acumen knowing what you're talking about is a piece of that professional component? Absolutely. You definitely have to have the business acumen. Definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. You have to understand. You got to be able to speak that language of whatever it is that you're catering to. Just, your just on the event itself, mm-hmm. uh, you have to be able to recognize what type of environment you're going to be walking in. You have to dress appropriate to that type of environment. Right. Right. And, Absolutely. And, 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 and sometimes being professional means that if you don't know, reach out and ask someone, hey, is this formal? <laughs> is it semi-formal? Yeah. Is it casual? How can I come? You know, what do I need to do? Do I need to have on a sports jacket? Can I have on a T-shirt? Just asking when you don't even know, that's a part of the professionalism. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Another part of being professional that a lot of our people don't even understand is if you're with a guest, 
when you walk in the room and you start to interact with someone, one of the first things you do is you introduce your guests who the audience or who that other person is probably not familiar with. Mm -hmm. If you go uh, and engage someone else and they're in a conversation with someone else, um, a part of professionalism is walking up and then letting them visibly, visibly recognize that you're there and give them a moment to then turn and make eye contact to you before you interrupt what they're talking about to someone else. These are all those little things that, that uh, leads back to professionalism and having a business acumen. And you'd be amazed at how many people in our culture just don't understand that because that's not consistent with how we deal and interact with each other in the culture and like in the streets. Mm -hmm. No, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. Definitely some keys. You oh, Sorry. Not keys. Sense is that you're dropping on this here podcast. Is that, does, that, does that make sense what I'm saying to you? Oh, God, I got you. I hear that. Come on now. Over there. If y'all could see me looking at him right now, I just gave him the side eye like, <laughs> come on now. I ain't dropping this sense for no reason. <laughs> yes, but that professionalism, that is very uh, a very key ingredient to building your brand. Absolutely. I agree 1,000%. It's only one component, but it's very key. So I would ask you this question, and we kind of just talked about it, but mm -hmm. you can add to it. How is it possible to sell the exact same product or service as competitors, but still differentiate, but still differentiate yourself? We already talked about professionalism. Mm -hmm. Is there any other component to that or fundamental? Yeah, you have to have some type of rapport. People need to be able to resonate with who you are as an individual or they might um, want to uh, have some type of feeling or some type of emotional stigma to um, why they should bypass everyone else and go to you. Is it loyalty? Is it because uh, even though your brand is the same as everybody else, um, they want to support you because of something that your brand relates back to that they also may have some compassion to as well. Mm -hmm. Does that, am I sounding gibberish over here? No, no, that makes perfect sense. It actually reminds me of a quote that I just heard this last week in mm -hmm. relation to branding, both business versus personal brand. Mm -hmm. And the quote goes like this, your business should feel personal and your personal brand should have an element of business. Right. Gotcha. So when people interact with your business, you're not just a robot. There's Absolutely. a person behind the business. Absolutely, yeah. And, and but there's so, still the separation of professionalism versus over over going over the personal side or going overboard with the personal side. Exactly. <laughs> and let me let me give you a quick example there. Um when we fly around now, just about all of us now are very comfortable with flying and going from city to city. Um, we're in a globe environment now. But when you fly from city A to city B Oftentimes, you're not really concerned about whether it's with a particular airline because at the end of the day, you want an affordable seat that's going to safely get you from point A to point B mm -hmm. in a reasonable time. Right. Now, whether or not it's one airline over the other airline, that's kind of secondary, but that's where the branding piece come in. Right. Because you can resonate back to your past experiences that I had with one airline versus the other airline. Absolutely. And that's where your branding really comes in. And that's what makes someone passes by someone that's selling the same exact product that you are and come to you because they want you to have the business. 
So when you say that's where the branding differentiates X airline from Y airline, mm-hmm. you're not speaking of the aesthetic necessarily. You're talking about the value that they offer. Right, exactly. Or some ty- something that you resonate with that because the last time you flew on an airline, you had an unpleasant or a pleasant experience. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's because the last time that we had a death in the family and we called up and we wanted to get you know, consideration for a discounted price to get to a funeral. This airline treated me this way. This airline treated me this way. This airline right here, they gave me every benefit of the doubt and consideration. And even though they told me no, Mm -hmm. the way they went about telling me no, that makes me want to patronize them every time going forward. Yeah. Does that make sense? (laughs) (laughs) So... So the, 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 that's where this, you hear whole, that coin drop? this whole brand thing, because a lot of things that we do nowadays are commodities, whether you're talking about flying on an airline, whether you're talking about going to buy a car. Now, all these cars have the same engines, the same parts, the same performance. It's more so about the branding. Well, prime example is in relation to what you're saying is buying a burger. Exactly. You got In-N-Out, mm-hmm. McDonald's. Absolutely. Carl's Jr. and Burger King. Five guys. Five guys. Yes. I prefer In-N-Out. Why? Because nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. regardless of which In-N-Out I go to, A, I already anticipate a long line. Mm-hmm. That ain't a perk. But the perk is I know the burger and the fries are going to taste identical mm-hmm. to this location versus that location. Gotcha. And the quality is there. Absolutely, and the price is there. Same thing with uh, fast food restaurants. When you come, when it comes to fast food restaurant, the top two brands at the top of the list are In and Out and Chick Fil A, hands down. Makes sense. Hands down. Makes sense why you place an In and Out in a new community mm-hmm. that line wrapped around the building. Absolutely, down the street, Chick Fil A, same thing. You know, when they did that in Long Beach in the traffic circle, they messed around. And, and I would even argue that a close third, maybe even tied for first or second, is Canes. But they messed around and put a Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. next to In-N-Out, which is across the street. And next to Chick-fil-A, they put a Canes. Mm-hmm. You know, they hired a security guard to manage that parking lot just because people are right. constantly in those lines. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. But it, go, it goes back to the branding because we can go online right now. I can promise you we can find a fist fight breakout between an employee and a customer at just about every fast food chain, except for these three. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you look at, you look at the craze. What was that? 2019 uh-huh. with, with Popeye's chicken sandwich. Yes. That branding was ridiculous. It mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily good, but there was just cr- this craze over a Popeye's chicken sandwich. Was it all that great? It's debatable. I, you know, it's, it is what it is to me, but Hey, social media was running with it. Yeah, they they ended up having a surplus as far as sales. Yeah, but think about the interaction you have with the uh, person at the cash register at Popeyes versus Chick Fil A. Oh yeah, Chick Fil A, <laughs> you definitely gonna have a much. They gonna they gonna <laughs> in and out. They versus, might pray for you in yeah. line. In and Come out versus a when you're feet in line. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, and I and I've always I joke with uh, Sheo Lashina McCurdy about this all the time. I'm like, how in the hell does Chick-fil-A and In-N-Out go out and find the most kindest, Man. nicest 
respect for teenagers on the planet. How do they do that? What, what are they doing to find these folks? Or is it a training program that they send them through? Or is it a screening process? Because they definitely don't get this here at the other spots. Oh, you're absolutely right. That's do you facts. know? Do you have any? I don't insight? know. I've never worked. I've never worked for either one. <laughs> but, but I mean, have you noticed the difference between every single They're employee? Poli- They're polite. Oh, they respectful. ask you if you need condiments, and if so, how many? They're courteous. They always make sure there's napkins in there. Absolutely. They pack your food nicely in the bags. Absolutely, and no matter how much extra, no matter how much extra what you ask for, whether it's sauces, napkins, or whatever, if you ask for four, they give you ten. Yep. Yep. You Especially ask, ask for extra, ask for extra sauce at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna try to charge you a quarter. For some sweet and sour sauce or something. <laughs> it's crazy. So that leads me to my next question. How are people marketing them their businesses as successful brands? And that's a part of that marketing. Right. Absolutely. Is the, is the service, the customer service. Mm-hmm. How you yeah. make people feel. How do you want people to feel when they interact with your brand? Exactly. And, and the interaction of your brand isn't only the aesthetic. We're talking about when they interact with your brand on social media. When they interact with your brand on a consultation call, depending on your industry when they interact with your brand in terms of the delivery of your product or services absolutely how do you want them to feel that speaks volumes to your branding that's what develops brand loyalty and continuous customers and referrals and 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 this is one thing that i've noticed over the past 35 years some of these here uh brands they advertise differently to our communities than they do to other communities Give me an example. I've noticed it, but give us an example. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's take a look at... We're talking about like McDonald's or uh, what are we talking uh, about? A McDonald's, a church's chicken. You know, I've never seen a church's chicken commercial as far as I can recall. But you see the little signs out there, right? Like if you go through the neighborhoods, they do the billboards and everything. Ah. In the community, yeah, I've noticed. I haven't noticed Church's Chicken's billboards, yeah. but I've noticed the Church's Chicken signs in comparison to Chick Fil A or in and out. Yeah, well, that's that's the that's the that's the example that I'm talking. Like about. you know, they're um, they'll have their logo and then they'll have the wording right there mm-hmm. under the logo. Yeah, I've noticed that. Right, exactly. And then um, also uh, one of the things I'm talking about is like I've noticed. Because I can take a look at the church's chicken, like here in Southern Cal, uh, on Redondo Beach Boulevard, Uh-oh. over by Hustler Casino. You calling out specific ones? Talk well, but, about it. But what but I'm got. giving I'm I'm calling them out specifically because when I take a look at the way they do their billboards and their little local stuff within that community, very broad, appealing to everyone. Gotcha. I go to the church's chicken over here off of Compton. Mm-hmm. Bruh, they might as well just go ahead and be holding a, a Coke 45 and smoking a Newport. <laughs> I'm like, man, this Come is... Come get your ri- chicken. Yeah, this, this is ridiculous. You where, know where, where else can you get 10 pieces of chicken for $3? Oh, you know, there they go. You know? Like, they doing that uh, problematic approach to marketing. Right, exactly. And then I've seen several... Com- like on Twitter... Uh, sorry to interrupt you, but like on Twitter, uh, uh, was it during? It was during either the NBA playoffs or the NFL playoffs mm-hmm. a couple years ago. But Whataburger was popping off, and they was calling out Wendy's over Twitter, uh-huh. talking uh, about Wendy's, and they were going back and forth, right, right, as yeah. if they were, you know, two people from the community just talking about each right. other. Right? Yeah, it was the whole like, like we got beef with each other. Yeah, that whole yeah. That thing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or excuse me. Or remember uh, back when. Uh, 
a lot of comedians and the community itself was upset with uh, McDonald's because they ran these series of ads about Calvin. You don't you remember the uh, ads that McDonald's used to run about the dude Calvin? He was mm-hmm. a character in the McDonald's commercials. But they McDonald's was Calvin. Uh, did he work for McDonald's? In yes, the he worked. He worked for McDonald's. Yeah, and I so think I remember those. The the whole premise behind the uh, commercial, which I think the spirit and intent of what McDonald's meant was very good and genuine. It just came across the delivery of it. Like um, you're only good enough to be a cash register type of. Well, a, not necessarily. Yeah. It was pretty much Calvin. Calvin wouldn't amount to nothing if it wasn't for McDonald's oh, giving him this job. But they was trying that, to play the Jesus role. Yeah, but now that now that we done brought Calvin in, now Calvin is a law-abiding, upstanding citizen, and he's gonna be somebody in life now. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't tastefully done. The intent was good, but the yeah. strategy on how to execute it exactly. Was, or it goes back to the operation oh. was successful, but the patient died. You know. Yeah. And so you don't you don't <laughs> see the in and outs and the Chick Fil A's. You know, doing this here type of you know uh, advertisement and catering to the lowest common denominator, right. like some of the other folks doing. At the end of the day, it's just a, a strategic thing where uh, folks uh, um, just decide that we are going to get the best return on our investment if we do this here advertisement in this specific community, mm-hmm. and that's understandable. But we're well, talking that goes about to talk that that goes to identifying your target audience and right. knowing how to communicate with them. Right, absolutely. But we we as society evolves now, and we uh, go through this whole Black Lives Matter, and we're demanding to be treated with uh, more respect and mm-hmm. uh, more equality. Um, these types of things will be uh, start to become more prevalent because we're more sensitive to it now. Right. And we're not gonna, you know, uh, we're we're not tolerating. We ain't putting up with it no more. Right, exactly. You you millennials have pretty much came in and said, "I ain't my mama them now." You feel me? (laughs) We We ain't ain't having this. We ain't having it. So, but you know, and all of this here goes back to branding. So, speaking to our audience, um, we want you all to take a lot of this here conversation that we're having today into consideration because these are the things that you need to think about. When you're building your brand. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. We, we've heard over uh, since the pandemic, we've heard a lot about getting LLC. We've heard a whole lot about I'm an entrepreneur, I'm going to work for myself. But see, look, the biggest issue I have with it is don't get the LLC to flex the LLC. And that's where get everybody's going wrong. To change the direction of your family. Get the LLC to make a difference, to add value to the community. A lot of people think just because they become their own quote-unquote CEO or an entrepreneur that they work less. It means That's a that, false reality. Yeah, it means absolutely nothing just to have an LLC. Nothing at all. Because I could tell you, you personally. Just, you can have an LLC. Anybody can get an LLC. You're just going to be paying <laughs> $800 to $1,600 a year if you ain't bringing in no sales. Andre, no I, could, I could tell you personally this year alone, I've had nine different tax uh, clients that have been with me for several years, they ran out and got those LLCs too. Uh, but then when they sent me all their tax documentation, they sent all the LLC stuff with their personal stuff, still thinking that they're going to get all that done <laughs> for the price of an uh, individual. I'm like, no, the partner. See, no. Look, look, before we get too far, because I know you and I are both passionate about yeah. that subject. We might have to table this for another pod episode. But to keep it on the line in line with branding, mm-hmm. we'll just 
put the stamp on it with this in regards to LLCs. When you become an entrepreneur, the goal is to be a value towards your community right. or towards your target audience. Mm-hmm. So make sure when you get the LLC, you are in a position to afford the LLC right. and, I and would to sustain it. And, and I you would need I, to sustain yeah. it by having a concrete brand. And that's it. I would, I, I, I would just say this here. In all actuality, you probably need to focus 99% of your effort on your brand as opposed to getting the LLC because if you build a brand, then that's going to start driving your revenue up to the point where LLC is now necessary. Yep. There are too many people out there jumping out trying to get the LLC. And have zero revenue. They have zero revenue, and, and I don't even see any revenue coming um, for the next two or three years because they haven't even put together a strategy yet, but they've got caught up into this LLC. So we let's leave it at that, but don't get caught up with having an LLC as a part of your brand because it definitely doesn't do anything for your brand at all. I mean, we didn't get our LLC right away. No need to. <laughs> Until you're in a position financially to afford it and need it. So moving on, moving on. Mm -hmm. How do consumers identify with you? Let's talk about that. All right. We already gave some examples in relation to marketing Mm -hmm. your brand. But how are your consumers going to identify you? What are some ways we can get the attention of our target audience? Uh, Depending on your product or service, it's simple. What about your credentials? Exactly. They can identify with your credentials. There it is. Um, what about uh, the results you produce? Yeah, your your results. Absolutely. What about your demeanor? Mm-hmm. Because even though I'm a, a credentialed licensed investment advisor and I have a lot of fancy uh, education degrees behind my name, I have the pedigree of working for Fortune 100 companies. Mm-hmm. My whole thing is I demystify complicated financial situations. There it is. I'm just a plain old backwoods country boy. There it is. Most of my <laughs> clients can identify with that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not really into using big fancy words to sound important or to sound educated. Right. That means absolutely nothing to me. And we simply share stories using videos that create trust. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's really just about knowing who your target audience mm-hmm. is and how to connect with them. It's like absolutely. a conversation. If you're a male trying to get at a woman. You know, you're going to find a common ground to relate to right. him. Or if you're a woman hoping this man hollers at you, you're going to listen to him until right. he says something that's of interest for both of you. And you probably expand on that. So it's the same way with building a relationship with the client, except your focus is business. Yeah. And I would, say, yeah, I would say that uh, if I had to uh, pin it down to one reason why my uh, customers identify with me, I would say it's because trust. Absolutely. I, I pride myself on giving people actual information mm-hmm. that's most suitable for their circumstance and their pockets. And I do not waste my time on trying to figure out how much money can I waste off of an individual. I always want to deliver the value first and to provide them the information and the knowledge so that they can go back and verify what I'm saying or bump it up against what somebody else is saying that's what I pride myself on, and I think that's what um, gives gives me the connection with my customer base and my target audience, the level of trust. How do your customers identify with you? Just to wrap it up, build trust. How do you build trust? Add value. Absolutely. How do you add value? Produce results. Mm-hmm. How do you produce results? 
Well, depending on your product or service, you are the expert in that field. Go get your credentials. Learn as much as you can in that field on how to execute and do it. And then have a portfolio to show or have a product that has testimonies to testimonials to show. Exactly. Proven results. And then be consistent. Proven results. Be be consistent in delivering your product or service. Exactly. Which leads me to my next question. Listeners, have you positioned yourself as as an authority in your particular field? We were just talking Mm. about experts. Yes. Expanding that knowledge. Exactly. And there are too many of us out there that are just chasing the bag. And you know, Sean, I said... When I graduated college, I ain't going back to school. <laughs> right. You know, I've read and listened to more books since I've been mm-hmm. out of school. Exactly. You've probably learned more by video, by way of video. Video, books. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly learning because it's important for me to stay on top of my industry so that way I can be of service to my customers, exactly. to our clients. I have to know what I'm talking about. I have to be aware of the changes. And you have to be at a point where when you're customers are proposing something to you to be able to ascertain whether or not what they're saying is a good approach to take absolutely to defining their needs to, yeah. exactly defining their needs because a client may come to me and say hey i want a video mm-hmm. i want a video that i can just post on instagram and share and i'm like okay that's awesome we can do that but what is your goal right exactly let me take a deeper dive into your needs because mm-hmm. what you're proposing as a solution may not be the solution to get you absolutely to where you need to be or where you're trying to be. Absolutely. To be. Absolutely. And there, there, there are a lot of people out here trying to sell a product of a, or a service. They don't have that level of expertise. They're just trying to get the transaction done to get the money in their pockets. Absolutely. And that that's short lived. That that's not sustainable. Yeah. No, that, you're absolutely right about that. And now let's let's uh, take this conversation down another route. We've been talking okay. about branding, and a lot of the conversation has been around a business brand. Mm-hmm. Well, in today's day and age, we are aware of influencers. We are aware mm-hmm. of personal brands. Yes, but I would like to s- highlight that a lot of people have a misconception when it comes to these influencers or personal brands mm-hmm. because they see it as people just always on Instagram. Mm-hmm. When in reality... They're running their personal brand as a business. Absolutely. So have you positioned yourself as an authority in a particular field as a personal brand is something you need to ask yourself if you're in the lane of trying to become an influencer Mm -hmm. or lane of trying to become an expert. If you're a fitness guru and you're on your Instagram trying to build a personal, personal brand, but you're over here posting about everything but fitness you're right. doing yourself a disservice as a fitness guru if that's why mm-hmm. you want to brand yourself and and that's one of the things that i've noticed and that gets really lost in the weeds mm-hmm. is that everyone including us we want eyeballs we want likes we want subscriptions we want all of that we want clicks everybody wants those clicks but in trying to generate and create all your content that's going to ultimately lead to you getting, you know, all of those eyeballs that you want. Yeah. You still have to stay on brand. You have to stay exactly. on point. And that's, that's what you're saying. And, and most folks are just out there trying to one up the next person to be more extreme or more whatever, mm-hmm. because now I want all the attention on me and the attention that you're giving them. Um, 
oftentimes have absolutely nothing with the brand you're trying to build. And in that example, Sean, that you just gave, it's people reacting instead of creating. Right, exactly. Define your brand, define mm-hmm. the content that speaks to your brand, mm-hmm. and create that content. Sometimes it'll be in line with the next person. Sometimes yes. it won't. But it's your brand. Don't look at somebody else's brand and try to compete with them. Mm-hmm. Because then you're not an expert. You're a follower. You're exactly. repeating something that you're not even sure of why you're repeating it just because exactly. you see they have success in it. That's incorrect business oh, practices. Man. And you know, you will never grow your business to a substantial point doing that. And you know, the, <laughs> or your personal brand. The most frequent, the most frequent uh, instances of what you're talking about that I've noticed over the last uh, 15 years is everybody trying to copycat the Kardashians. Oh, man. And it's the same people that sit around and call them out their name and say yeah. they have no skills and no, but they're out doing the same exact thing because they want to get the same level of social influence that they've been able to build. But they built all of that social influence off of a particular brand. And you know, as much flack as they get from a business standpoint, I respect the hell out of them. Oh, bro, they're genius. <laughs> they're gen- I mean, Kim Kardashian, as much as even CEO Lashina McCurdy has reservations about yeah. her, I defend her to the end of the earth, not because I like her or whatever. I'm like, she is genius because when most of us didn't really understand what the internet was, they was she out there figured it out. After it, yep. She figured yep. it out. She was the first. She she is the uh, queen of sex tape. She <laughs> she built her whole brand now, off of that saying sex tape. Going out there and creating a sex tape to build no. your brand. No, but she she used that to parlay her career, and then she kind of scaled her career from that to not another sex tape. But now let me affiliate and associate she myself. She cleaned her image up. Yeah, she cleaned yeah. the image up, but then she started to build her brand by being affiliated with celebrities mm-hmm. and athletes. And so you look at her dating career. Yeah. Always ties back to a professional athlete. You now, take we're her, also not saying go out there and no, not repeat at all. what she's saying or what she's done. Look, let me give y'all a gem real quick. You know, I've been talking about, I've been reading books this year. And one mm-hmm. of the books that I've read that actually helped me define my personal brand and understand branding from a social component is Crushing It by Gary V. Mm-hmm. Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great book. If you're interested in building a brand or a a business brand or a personal brand is definitely a book that I recommend listening to because he talked about everything that's going on today with the TikTok, mm-hmm. with Instagram and the importance of creating content and just starting. Mm-hmm. So moving on. All right. <laughs> this is a pretty good topic today. Oh yeah. You know, I'm passionate about branding. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's a component of the biz component of the biz. What are you doing to stand out? Now that that's, perfect segue you know we're talking about kim kardashian we're talking mm-hmm. about crushing it by gary v and the tools on how to stand out on social media well let's let's attack this in two parts first we'll attack it as a business brand then okay. we'll identify the personal so right. what are you doing to stand out listeners what are you doing as business owners large and small and in between to make your business stand out and uh where can i let me start by talking about my i got sense brand mm-hmm so one of the things that I'm doing to stand out is 
partnering with you because yeah. you're you're the younger generation. Mm-hmm. You understand social media and all of that stuff. Y'all stay tuned I don't. for what we got for Cheyenne. We <laughs> yeah. working on his branding. Yeah. Little, little been out, little but, been known. Yeah, but you're asking We're my question after. for me. This is what I'm doing <laughs> to work on my brand. Yeah. I'm partnering with the young folks mm-hmm. um, that can come in and give me direction on how to use social media and how to be consistent across all my platforms. Right. You're a consumer identifying with mm-hmm. an expert and sees the value that the expert has to offer and is now Absolutely. utilizing the services and reaping the benefits of the value. Yeah. And I'll be the first one to say that I was on Facebook since September of 2005. Mm-hmm. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was <laughs> the teaching uh, accounting over at uh, Clark Atlanta uh-huh. and the students over there turned me on to it. Mr. Simmons, you got a Clark Atlanta email. You can get on and yeah. then you can see what's going on and you can see where we going to be wow. at. That Come was holler at, the, at your girl. You that know. was at the beginning of Yeah, Facebook. that was the very beginning, but I got in then. Did so. you get you some stocks at that time too? Hmm? I said, did you get you some? Well, Facebook didn't offer the stock until like October, November 2012. Okay. And I had an investment group and we were supposed to put in $5,000 and it was six of us, four pulled out and we never did it. Okay, so that's another topic. Yeah, that's a whole nother topic. We could have got in at $28. We didn't. That's a whole nother topic. But no, they didn't come out to 2012. But Mm -hmm. um, because I got in on Facebook so early, I've kind of been stuck in the Facebook mode up until just September of last year when we started a podcast. Yeah. So I'm still sitting here actually typing a lot of posts, and you can go back through my timeline and see that I've given away a whole bunch of free content. Mm-hmm. But as Facebook has changed the algorithms and changed their business models and evolved, they basically put it to where now I can't maximize my audience of 5,000 friends Mm -hmm. um, for me to get my message out. They have the algorithms now that limit your posts from going to only 10 to 25 people, no more than that. Yeah. You've, you've been steady providing or creating posts or content for lack of better words, using the old ways of Facebook. Right. Yeah. Now you're learning to adapt to the new means. Yeah. Absolutely. And and so now, now that's why, um, you young folks are now driving me towards no, we gonna stop doing that. <laughs> we gonna be looking at a YouTube channel. We gonna be doing a podcast. We gonna be doing Instagram. Yeah. We gonna be doing TikTok. Uh oh, hold we on. We gonna be doing all of that stuff. Yeah. And you know, I I resisted for a little while until I started sitting down looking at the analytics. You showing mm-hmm. me? Yeah. There's I'm a lot, like, a lot okay, of opportunity. I, I get it now. And you have a lot of value to provide, which is why I'm encouraging you. Hey, yeah, absolutely. You know? And I think that what we're doing together collectively, it will not only continue to generate streams of revenue for me. Now I can pay it forward, like we talked about right. in the last episode, and then also help contribute that to um, the team around me as well. Absolutely. Everyone can eat off of this, and that's what we've consistently said. There's enough out here for all of us to eat. Absolutely. You, you, you said it all. So I'm I'm trying to well build said. I'm trying to build a brand now, um, and getting more recognition to stand out mm-hmm. by using the social media platform because we take a look at all of our episodes, we take a look at how many people viewed it, you know, all our you we know, analyze our, the analytics. Yeah, we do all we, the analytics yeah. and everything. But what we've noticed is there are about three or four of the podcasts out there 
that kind of do the same thing that we do. Oh, you calling them I'm out? I'm not going to call them out. <laughs> they but do the same thing. If, if so happened that a branding episode comes out yeah. from a yeah, absolutely. notable podcast, yeah, just absolutely. know this is probably like week seven of us releasing yeah. content. Every time we do an episode they topic, they shout come out to out, y'all. <laughs> yeah, they come out about seven or ten days right behind us yeah. and do it. The difference is, is that their audience is probably 20 times larger than ours. Right. Right. I, I'm not mad at them. They're younger. They're part of the hip-hop culture. Yeah. And then they use a different strategy. Mm-hmm. We are not in the business of bringing on celebrities to get click to use clickbait. We don't really do that stuff yeah. here. Um, but we but do again, know. no shade. You know, no, no shade at all. But we, 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 we recognize what, what we're saying and the content that we provide is of value. Right. Because the people that have a bigger platform than us, they're copycatting what we're doing. Yeah. And that's the biggest compliment they can give us. So we're doing something right. So we're just being a little bit more smarter, at least I am. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to you all, the younger generation, who are bringing me into the folder. This is where social media is now. And if you want to get on that level and be more competitive and be more recognizable, these are the things you have to do. Great answer, Cheyenne. What are you doing to stand out? He laid it all out there for y'all. That's what I'm doing. Even though I got some young folks around here bossing me around. (laughs) It ain't me. Yelling at me. (laughs) What? That ain't me. I would never. Burning me on the back like Penny Mama did in good times. You must be talking about (laughs) Savy D and Liza. That ain't me. (laughs) Oh, man. You cutting up. So, look, folks. Let me give y'all some more sense in relation to this question. What are you doing to make your business brand stand out? Mm-hmm. Also, what are you doing to make your personal brand stand out? Here are some key takeaways right here. Invest in the knowledge on how to properly brand yourself using social media. Yes. Learn how to develop content that's on brand and optimize your social media channel. So that way you're hitting all of the points of exposure when it comes to the content you produce. Set yourself up for success. If you already are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, I don't even know if Tumblr is still a thing, but if you're on any of these social networks, YouTube as well, TikTok as well, Mm -hmm. use them. Use them the right way because a lot of people have the misconception that social media is the devil, which I can understand. Just like anything else, there are Lots of positives and lots of cons. Mm-hmm. But if you learn to use the positives, you'll start to see a shift in your mindset and realize that you are positively impacting so many people. Absolutely. And you'll become that beacon of hope for others, that Absolutely. beacon of inspiration for others. Mm-hmm. And you'll become that expert in your field or industry. Mm-hmm. And you'll start to see that people are reaching out to you asking for your services. And why? All because of your brain. Yes, sir. So let me ask you guys, what are you going to do to stand out? Mm -hmm. I'll let you take some time to think about it, write it down, and get after it. Because your brand isn't solely based on the aesthetics. It's also the interaction with your clientele. Whether it's how you communicate, or whether it's the way you deliver your services or products. And remember, this is all for you to distinguish yourself from your competitors. Yeah. 
it's enough opportunity out here mm-hmm. for all of us to yes. eat. Absolutely. Even if you're in the same industry, you know, in fact, it helps when you're in the same industry. I have peers who are also creatives. Mm-hmm. And anytime I don't have access to help a client or if I know a client needs their services or if I need help on a job myself, guess who I'm reaching out to? Those peers in this yes. industry. Absolutely. We all eat, baby. Come on now. Look how many podcasts are out there. Facts. Facts. Well, Sean, I think today was a very great episode. Did you have anything else you want to add before we uh, let the people ponder on this last question? No, I think we've really uh, laid a whole lot of information out there about uh, branding and um, help people kind of refocus on um, what they should be doing or how they should prioritize their endeavors going forward. Um, If you want to get to the money, you have to have a brand because just because you have the business started, just because you have the website just because you have business cards and all these other aesthetic things that Andre has pointed out today, that doesn't translate into a single dollar. Right. You have to have these things and use them the right way. Those are accessories. Yeah. I will. In, in today's day and age, having a website is important. Yes. And having at least an Instagram or a Twitter for your business or personal, personal brand is important. But it's about how you're using it. Yes, because if you have a personal brand that ties into your business brand, then you're more likely to get people that are not in your immediate circle to go to your website. On that note, (laughs) y'all can tune in the next episode. On episode 36, we're going to dive into some fundamental ways to build a successful brand. Are we going to do a part two to this here uh, branding thing? You know, I feel like it's only right, right? Okay. You know. Hey, I do what y'all tell me to do. I don't want to be burnt no more. <laughs> Shy, you going you gonna to mess up my brand. You got people out Man. here thinking I'm out here running some type of Man. sweatshop or something with the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say elderly abuse, did I? <laughs> On that note, y'all, since he demeaning my brain, you know, we it's all good over here, baby. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for tuning in to the I Got Sense podcast. Please continue to support our podcast. We love all the support we are getting. The numbers are showing that y'all are listening. Ladies, keep listening. Fellas, y'all got to catch up. The ladies are killing y'all in the numbers, man. Oh, really? Man. Tell your homies. Tell your boys, tell your, your your parents, your grandparents about the podcast because they out doing y'all with the numbers. Yeah, everything Andre said over there. And y'all, please don't make me go out here and do the Dougie naked just so I can get oh, some Lord. clicks and likes and subscriptions. <laughs> y'all don't make me do it. No, they about to, they about to make me go out here and be extreme, man. What can I do extreme to get the people to click on me and make me go viral? I ain't got an answer for you on that one. (laughs) DJ Dividends. DJ Dividends, baby. Till next time, y'all. Stay tuned for part two to this here brand building, folks. There it is. Peace. Peace.